Amen. I was sitting here thinking, you know, with all those donuts and everything. And, and, uh, how many people like buffets? Come on now, I'm going to pray for y'all. How many people love buffets? Right? And, and you know, a lot of times people will, will, will come every now and then and they'll go to a buffet and then they'll uh, they just don't come back for a while. You know, they fill up and then they go on down the road. But I'm going to tell you what, that's a lot of times when you look at uh, church, you know. Sometimes people will fill up a little bit and then head on down the road. Fill up a little bit here on down the road. Now, we like to have a, a meal every day, amen? I pray that we fill up on the Word of God every day. Not just on Resurrection Day. Not just on Christmas. You know, a friend of mine said, uh, one time, said, uh, I, I never heard this. You guys might have heard it. He said, yeah, we got a lot of COE Christians. I said, COE Christians? I never heard of that denomination. I'm not big on denominations anyway. I'm talking about Jesus. He said, yeah, Christmas, either, either uh, Christmas or Easter. I said, what? He said, yeah, they don't come on Christmas and Easter. And that's like that buffet. Why would you just go once in a while, you know? Get that meal every day. Get that, fill up on the Lord every day on his word. So I was just sitting there thinking about that. Because today is a day of great celebration, amen? Absolutely. And, and today is a day that we, when we drink in everything we drink in today, the miraculous grace of God. I mean, and, and I know as Christians that we don't want to just do it today. But it, sometimes it's just refreshing and renewing, thinking about it, isn't it? I just, I just love that, you know, to think about what God has done as we celebrate it daily, man. This is just the, the top of it here. And, and when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what it's all about. He conquers sin. He gives victory over the grave to everyone who puts their faith and trust in the Lord. And, and gives us the power to tune in to that resurrection love, that resurrection power and grace and mercy. So, you know, that's why I love just praising the Lord. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, you just like playing guitar, dude. Oh, you like just, just jamming for Jesus, I do, you know? And I played a lot of music before I ever even thought about playing music for the Lord, amen? But God had a plan, didn't he? He had a plan. And I tell you what, I, I, many times when we play and do everything else, there's nothing I like better than praising the Lord. I said preaching, amen? <laughs> so whatever it is, it's praising the Lord through his word, through, through preaching, through teaching, through whatever it is. Anything we get the opportunity to lift up the Lord, Amen? I just, I just love that, and I'm already jumping about midway through the sermon, so i got to reel it back a little bit, because I get excited about what God's doing. So this is the day uh, of life, man, hope, victory, and freedom, and, and, and everybody has that opportunity. You know, when, when I'm, this is not even in the notes, man. Have you ever looked, you talk to people sometimes, you know, and say, well, did you go to college? Did you do this? Or did, what do you, type of business do you do? And all these different things. And, uh, and they say, well, I, I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't have that opportunity. Well, you got the opportunity today. You got the opportunity to, to just grab hold of what God's got for you. We went and got the donuts the other day, right? And uh, how many know I like talking to people? Amen. Amen. Times just sat down. She just put the donuts down. And uh, as we got there, me and Tim was over there, and Times was handling the business in. And I was saying, buy more. I'm going to get some more. So we don't need that now. I said, get some more. Y'all eat them donuts. Please. <laughs> so we're over there, and there's a there's a there's a, a gentleman over to the side at the table over there, and uh, it was talking a little bit. And I don't know how long he's been there, but it was about two coffee cups full. That's for sure. And uh, I got to talking to him a little bit, and I said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm doing all right. And he said this. He said, "You can always tell when somebody's older and they feel like they are younger. They'll ask you how old they are. When you feel old, you don't ever ask. Guess how old I am." You don't do that. So I knew the guy, I knew he was looking good for his age, and I said, he said, I bet you don't have any idea how old I am. I said, let me look at you, dude. Yeah. I said, about 39. 
He said, I'm 98. I said, man, I missed it again. 98. So I was talking to him a little bit. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, what type of work did you do? He said, I've been looking for work since 1981. I said, you're looking for work? Yeah. I said, you didn't retire? He said, no, couldn't find a job since 1981. Just kind of smiled. I said, but that's all right. And so he said, what type of work do you know? He said, who do you work for? And you know what I told him, don't you? I said, Jesus. He said, who? I said, Jesus, do you know him? And he said, I've never met him personally, but I talk to him every night. I pray today that we meet him personally today. Not just talk to him on the weekends. Not when things are bad, but we, we, we meet with him here. And, and our scripture today, or the title today is, Surely He Was the Son of God. And, and you ever, you know, sometimes we talk about different perspectives or maybe opportunities. When I think about when I was putting the message together this week and just, just basking in the Lord, I thought, man, wouldn't it have been something to be alive back then? Aren't you glad you're alive now, right? <laughs> Under grace. All right. But, you know, I thought about that. I said, man, everything that God has done, man, is just it's available to us right now. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be something? As we read the scripture here, it's in uh, Matthew 27, 54 is our main, main deal. And it says, when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. See, I pray today that we really know, surely he is the son of God. See, that makes all the difference in the world. See, a lot of times people, if you talk about God in general, you can have everybody on the same sheet. I've had that happen to me. It's talking about God, talking about God, talking about God. And then you talk about, yeah, it said Jesus Christ is the only way. And they go, what? Oh, no, no. I said, you better, I don't know what book you're reading, but you better get God's word on it. It says in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. See, it's not just hearing about him. It's about receiving him, amen, and receiving the gift of today, all even at the cross. Well, let's go ahead and just remember, when I started out here, I had a couple of notes here. I said, you know what? I said, in 2,000 years later, we're still excited about it. Are y'all excited about what God did for you? I mean, are you excited about it every day? Every day. Some days, you think, yeah, I'm not as excited about it. Think about today and take a little spiritual inventory of what God's done for you. I said, you know, our whole eternity was purchased in one moment of Christ's, Christ's obedience. One step. Man. They were talking about this morning. We were down there. I said, I get excited about the Lord. You know why I get excited about the Lord? Anybody been forgiven of much? I'm afraid for y'all. Right? Forgiven of much? Man, when you get forgiven of much, have you ever had somebody pay a debt for you? You ever got a ticket? Yeah? Debbie paying for you? <laughs> Did you hear that, Debbie? She's a bit. But if she would, you'd have been excited, right? Man, people falling out over there. <laughs> but you know, so much more. So much more. And I hope today that God just reveals himself in a mighty way. You know, sometimes when we're praying and we're in here, sometimes and you just feel the weight of the Lord. And man, the tears start rolling up. That's a good thing. God's working on the inside. That's not a bad thing. He's not in there beating you down and saying, I'm right here. I'm right here. I love you. I'm right here. Remember what I did on that cross. You know, because of what he did, we can move on. Amen. Fresh start. New days and everything else. He left nothing undone. Nothing undone. Man. Have you, ever, have you ever had somebody work on a job and you get something, you pay good money for it, and you come up there and they get you pay them and they leave and you go, man, they didn't finish that. They didn't take the tape off the windows. They didn't finish the piece of carpet. There's one other thing. God finished the whole deal, right? Finished everything. 
And so that's what we want to talk about. You know, last week we talked about the finished work of the Lord. But today, I want to give you just a few of the chain of, event, chain of events of what happened. Now, you guys know the story. And, and a lot of times when, when you preach it on Resurrection Day, you go back over, and I think people can get kind of immune to it. Because, yeah, I know the story. Okay, the Jews came, the Jews died, he rose on the third day. Man, that's not the story I'm talking about. Yes, those are the events. But I'm talking about that he is alive. He's in my heart. He's working from the inside out. And guess what? There's a lot of work on the inside out from this guy. But good thing it's God's job, right? He's doing it. That's what he's doing. So let's take a look at this. So we know what started out. You know, we talked about last week. Jesus comes into town and they're saying, Woo, save us, save us, save us. And by the end of the week, they say, crucify. Man. You know, we see a lot of that in the world, don't we? Man, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, why'd you make that move? Get out. Trade y'all. Push you away, everything else. And, and you know what? God knew the master plan. He knew the master plan. A lot of people said, well, you know, no, we, we want a king that's going to take care of everything right now. They, they didn't have their spiritual eyes on He had the so much more for them. Amen? Aren't you glad that God's got the so much more for us? Today, I pray that we see the so much more that's in Jesus Christ. Hey, it's amazing that we got a home in heaven and all that, but there's so much more. Amen? But look what, look what had to happen for him to come and do what he did. So first off, we see Judas. He got sold out by one of his own. You know, that's for all right? So when you think nobody understands how I feel, Jesus does, amen? To the point where he goes and he, and he just is overwhelmed and he hangs himself. Then what did they do? They grabbed Jesus and they bring him up before Pilate, bringing up all these trumped up charges, man. They were looking, I was reading through the accounts again last night. They were looking for all these things, trying to find somebody that would say something against them. You know, tweaking the story, looking for a false witness, right? I love this too. I thought about last night when I was reading through there when he's praying. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's got Peter and John with him. And James. And they're falling asleep. Sometimes we fall asleep, don't we? And he says, that's all right. He says, I'm going to keep on going. Sometimes when we're going through a tough time, we think, man, if I just know how it's going to turn out, it's going to be easier. He knew how it was going to turn out. And there wasn't nothing easy about it. But he didn't back off, did he? He kept pressing on. He said, not my will. But your will be done. Amen. Wow, if we could have that focus, that mindset. Because he, see, he was thinking about you. And you, 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 you. And he says, you know what? You're worth it. What else? So guess what? Man, the soldiers are mocking him. Spitting on him, putting stuff on his head, man. The crown of thorns. All those stuff. And then, of course, the crucifixion itself. Then the burial of Jesus. I'm just giving us an outline. Then they had to guard the tomb, you know? Guarding the tomb. Let me see. I got my finger working with my mouth there. There we go. And then what we celebrate today. He's risen. Amen. But there's a few other things. See, even after he rose, people still were in disbelief. The guard said, man, what are we going to do? He, they come back and tell the Pharisees, he's not there. And they, they come up with this crazy plan. They said, we're going to give you some money. You just say you fell asleep. Let me tell you, you know, what, you know what the deal was for these guys right here? If they fell asleep on the job, they were dead. You know? So here, take the money. We'll just go ahead. The whole thing was twisted. Did he catch God off guard? Absolutely not. He wants all things together for the good. And of course, we have a little something to do today, don't we? The Great Commission. I just wanted to kind of unpack all that. If you get a chance, go back in Matthew 26 and 27 and read those accounts and keep them close to your heart. But I just wanted to, to look at those things and, and now I'm going to jump back and I broke out three things that the Lord really spoke to me about the darkness, about the shaking and, and the awakening as we look back. I'm going to read this scripture one more time from the first uh, 
First slide we had. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the Son of God. Do you know today that he's the Son of God? Let's talk about it a little bit. Anybody ever walk in a little darkness? Bumping, falling over stuff? Hit your big toe on something? Just start praising the Lord as soon as you do it? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I will tell them myself. Yesterday I was out here and I was doing some stuff, but I had hurt my neck I don't know how many times. Right? Hit my neck every time I go into that trailer. Man, I've been back and forth and everything else. So this one I decided to do a little different. I hit my neck when I came back out. Do you know how far your pastor could kick one of those, those little cones? I got it all the way down there. And Tim was going, you all right? I'm going, what a witness. <laughs> what a witness. But sometimes we just get upset, don't we? You know, pray for me. <laughs> I was like, and I'm mad at myself because I, I, I got my neck over and I go, man. And I'm thinking, man, I probably could have kicked out another 10 yards if my neck won't twist it, you know? You said, why do you bring that stuff up? Because you know what? It's for real. I need Jesus just like anybody else. I need forgiven just like anybody else. We all miss the mark sometimes, you know? But I, I said, man, Lord, that was about stupid. Now my toe hurts, you know? But we don't think about that. If we consider what, we, what would happen in the end, we probably wouldn't do some of the things in the beginning, amen? But sometimes we're in that darkness. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed, amen? Let's take a look at this. Y'all have heard this whole saying here. The darkest hour is just before the dawn, amen? And, and you know, you think about it, which really means there is hope even in the worst circumstances. You believe that? Now, sometimes in your work, worst circumstance, you come, somebody comes up there and goes, oh, it's going to be all right. You go, get away from me, right? We don't want that little smiley face. We want the pain to stop. We want the light to shine on this thing, and we want to move forward. Let's just get real with it, right? We go, man, what is this guy? You, know, you don't understand. I want to address that. I might not understand. He might not understand. She might not understand. But God understands in our darkest hour. He understands. Amen? And so as I look at that, I thought about something my brother Grayson told me. He says, you know what? He says, if you're going to see a rainbow, you got to stand a little rain. Don't you, brother? Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes when I go, man, I just can't believe this. He lets me talk a little bit, talk a little bit. And he comes back with that words of wisdom. He says, you know, sometimes we've got to stay in a little rain if we're going to see a rainbow. Isn't that something? Sometimes God allows us to, to go through a few things, right? Because he's working some stuff from the inside out. But take a look at this. This is something the Lord gave me this week. When the clouds of doubt roll in, open the umbrella of God's promises. Amen? That's a good word. That is a good word right there. Because the Lord has us covered on our darkest and cloudiest day. He's got something for you. The umbrella of grace. I think that's amazing how God does that. Over and over. The darkest times. Sometimes it's the time that God shows us the most. He said, how in the world is he going to show us the most? Because when we can't see nothing else, we don't know which way to turn. God grabs us and he said, I'll walk you out to the other side. Man. That's why we need to be holding on to his word, right? He says, my, my word is a, a, a lamp unto your feet. Amen? That's what we need in our life. Let's keep on rolling here. And I said, faith is what opens the umbrella of blessing. That's what opens it up so many times. I said, so if you're here today and you feel like you're in your darkest hour, there is hope in Jesus. There is peace in Christ. There is forgiveness in the light of what God has done for you. Somebody say amen right there. I'm telling you, that's the word right there. I need to grab hold of it by faith. Open up the umbrella of God's grace and stand under the covering of Christ. Can we do that? Amen. It's already there. It's already there. Can you imagine if it's raining out there and I say, you want an umbrella? You go, no, I got it. Guess what happens? You're going to get a little wet, aren't you? All right? So, so God has already given us the promises. Let's grab hold of them. 
Everybody doing good? All right, we're going to keep the light shining. It ain't the Motel 8. It's going to be better than that. Let's keep on rolling. Just shaking. What happened? What they said was at 12 o'clock when Jesus was on the cross, a darkness came across all the land for three hours. The whole land. I want to put you all there for just a minute. The whole land. And then guess what? He said there was a great earthquake. And inside, inside the temple where they had the holy place, and then the holy, a holy place was a great big curtain. And it ripped, symbolizing, you know what? That through that perfect sacrifice, he paid the price so that we can come boldly into the throne room of God. That's huge, man. That is huge. Do we understand that? Well, guess what? That's what the Lord was showing me. God allows a little shaking in our lives to loosen our grip on the world sometimes. Ever thought about that? Have you ever been through a few things? And you say, whoo, man, I could have done without that. But God's still working in our, in our hearts and in our lives so that we can get a better picture of him. Amen. I wrote this down. I said, you can't hold the world in your hand and the Lord in your heart very well. You can't serve two masters, right? You know, that's, that's the whole deal. We are in the world, but not of the world. I said, see, God wants us to grab hold to the grace and mercy he has supplied so that we can reflect him well. Are we reflecting it well? Some days better than others. Amen? Some days better than others. But there's no doubt, there's something in somebody's life, I got a mirror, that we probably need to let go of and let God. Let go and let God. You hear that. But I don't know what it is. It might be different for you. It might be different for me. It might be different for him or her. But you know what? As the shaking begins and the things of the Lord come bubbling up to the top, I pray that we choose better. Choose God's best. Choose the word and go with the word. Amen? Well, look at this. Whoop. I said, the price Jesus paid for you shook the devil down in defeat. Do you feel like you're walking in victory today? Because if not, it's available. Just like I said, the umbrella, it's there. Victory is available to us in Christ. Sometimes it's good to have somebody come along the side and remind you. Because when you get a little tired and it's a little dark and things are shaking and things are not going like you think they ought to, it is, it is great to have somebody come along the side and say, hey, you know, we're going to make it to the other side. Anybody had a rough week? Y'all had, had a rough week? Yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it can be rough. Sometimes, you know, a friend of mine used to say, my dad used to see one of my buddies when we were playing music. He says, hey, how you doing, Rick? He says, oh, hey. He says, you have a rough day? He says, Mr. Chapman, I'm having a rough life. And he was serious. He was serious. But sometimes the choices we make put us in that rough spot. Sometimes it has nothing to do with that. Amen? Sometimes it has nothing to do with that. But you know what? It doesn't change the outcome or the answer. God's law is in charge. Amen? Let's keep on rolling with that. So the price Jesus paid for you shook the devil down in defeat. See, he's a defeated foe. We have victory in Christ even in the worst crisis. How can you say that? Because I've seen it. Does everything always work out just the way you want it, Pastor Buddy? Nope. Nope. It sure doesn't. And guess what? It might just be a good thing. Amen? We've talked about it before. Maybe jobs or sweethearts or, or different things like this over time. You say, boy, this is the one. This is what I want. And then a year later, you say, thank you, Lord, that you didn't answer my prayer like I want it. Amen? And I think as we get older sometimes, maybe that little bit of the wisdom starts coming in. And people say, well, what are you going to do? You know, people ask you this. Well, we go to these different meetings and all this, and I, I like being prepared. But I like being prepared with what God's telling me, not so much what man's telling me. Amen? God can speak to people. 
He does all the time and all that, but line it up with the word, line it up with what God's showing you. Well, what's your five-year plan? I said, look, just like the one we have uh, this year. What do you mean? Well, what are you going to extend? You're going to buy? You're going to do? We're going to follow Jesus. <laughs> and they go, well, yeah, we're, we're going to listen to the Lord. We're going to step out, and we're going to try to make the most of every opportunity at every point. Do we miss some sometimes? I'm sure we do. But I'm not trying to figure out a building fund, and I'm not trying to figure out how we're going to do this, and I'm not trying to figure out all these things. You say, just follow me. Just follow me. And you know what? As we do that, he continues to open up doors. And, and, and his timing is amazing. Amen? His timing is amazing. You know, I don't like getting ahead of God. Does anybody? Because I'll tell you what, because the world will run you over. But if you stay in tune and in step step with God, I always say, I don't want to run past him, but I don't want him to have to drag me either. So how, how do we do that? We stay in his word. We jump back on the path when we miss it. And we encourage one another in the Lord. Amen. And we continue to thank God that he is the risen Savior. We continue to thank God that his amazing grace continues to cover our, our shortcomings. It's a done deal. Didn't we say that it's uh, complete? When he said it was it's finished, there's not like no fine print in the Bible said, but when Buddy Chapman gets here, uh, you know, he said it is finished. I want you to soak that in today, amen? Well, you know what? There's something about being in the grip of God. And this is kind of kind of interesting what the Lord was showing me. I said, we can rely on his grip. He is holding on to you even when we're, we turn loose of God. Have you ever turned loose of God? Amen. I'll just say amen. Sometimes we just turn loose. We go, well, I'm just going to go over here. I'm just going to do this. You know, when your kids are little, you got them holding your finger, and then all of a sudden they let go, and they're way over there, and they're way over there, and they're way over there, and Grace is the only one left. I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's something else. And they just kind of inch on and tell reason, get over here, get over here. And then, what happens? Then they want to run. Then they run. How you like that? Oh, goodness. And then you chase them, and you run and chase them, you chase them back and forth, and they're all over the place, and you're tired, they're not listening, and they're getting into some bad stuff. But what would happen if they just said, okay, okay, Dad, okay, Mom? You know, what would happen if we just said, man, during those shaking things, like, Lord, you know what I love when we're praising the Lord? When I start seeing hands go up like that. Almost my fear, I can almost touch it. I can almost touch it. I had a friend of mine, his wife, had went through a lot of stuff. Man, what a woman and she used to tell me this. She said, when I was a little girl, I used to love flying my kite. You know, I said, uh, that's nice. But there was more to it. She said, I feel like I'm dancing with God. She said, when I'm with that, with that kite, I just close my eyes and I just feel like I'm dancing with God. You know, just picture that. You know, I don't have any girls. Probably get one one of these days real soon. I don't know. I ain't pushing nothing. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I'm talking about maybe, maybe. I'm not having any more. Let me tell you. No. Maybe I'll have a daughter-in-law one day. I got two boys. I'm thinking Yeah. I, I, I got, I got some, I got some to do. Man. Hit the next slide, Tim. Woo. <laughs> the grip. But you know, I, I don't know, but when you do weddings and stuff, and you see, you see the little girl dancing with her daddy. Woo. You know, it dance like this. You don't know like this. 
And I'm thinking, do you know how much that dance is costing you, baby? You know? And the girl's just saying, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm glad, that That's good. But you know what? That's got to be something right there, isn't it? Got to be something. And, you know, sometimes I know that maybe we don't have that privilege. You know? I didn't dance with my mom at my wedding. Well, I ran off and got married and come back. You know? We came out of the place and one of my buddies said, what are y'all doing down here? And me and Denise said, we just ran off and got married. He said, well, I guess that's the best you can do, Denise, in about 10 minutes. You remember that crazy idea? That's like, thank you for that vote. Yeah. I'm looking at these people say, man, that's awesome. He said, man, I guess that's what you get when you, you go 15 minutes married. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how this thing's going. But you know what? Thinking about that, praising the Lord and His grip, even when we, we don't see everything, even when we're running from Him like that little kid, even when we're, we're just, you know, dancing around and thinking there's not a care in the world, God's watching over us. God's looking and, 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 and loving on us. So this is what the Lord showed me. And I thought about the grip, you know, God's grip. And I thought, man, isn't this something? God's righteousness is permanent. When He imputes that, and what he's done on the cross, it's permanent. It's not like a temporary patch job like we've talked about before. Isn't it good to know that it's a done deal? Anybody ever been in some business deals? You get ready to buy a house or a car or something, and you man, I don't know, okay, okay. Everything's supposed to go down tomorrow. We're supposed to close on the house tomorrow. And my wife was in real estate, and my sister-in-law is now. Ooh, I'm glad we're not. I mean, because right at the end, something could mess up. Something could blow. This is Oh, well, they decided they didn't like the tulips that you had out front. They're not going to buy the house. Right? It doesn't happen with God. No matter about the flower pots, no matter the interior, no matter what. He says, you call on the name of my son, and you'll forgive it. The victory is yours. I got you in my grip. God's righteousness is permanent. Amen? If you get that into your heart, it'll change the way you love your wife and the way you love your husband, the way you treat your boyfriends, the way you treat your brother and sister, the way you do your job, the way you, whatever. Because that's the deal right there. When we get that right there, it, it, it allows all the other junk to be shaken off us. We all that were, were not here today, they did a skit today very similar like one we had before. We had a, a bag of stuff. All the cares of the world. And they were walking around. They had somebody just, just with all their stuff in the back, you know, boats and cars and, and visa and this and that, and worries and all that was on. And, and they had a fellow walking along um, as he was Jesus, you know. And he tried to say, hey, let me take that off your back. Let me tell you that. And they read over 50 promises of God, and there's much more than that. And finally, as God continued to just nudge and nudge him, he allowed him to take that away. Huge. Shake off the old and put on the new. But what do we do? At the end of the service, we grab it and pick it back up and take it with us. Don't do that today. It's done. It's finished. It's all undone. Let the righteousness of Christ reign in your life. Surely, He's the Son of God. Amen. He's big and large and in charge. And I said, you know what? This is what happens to you. I think so many times. His righteousness is a steady flowing over us. I said, we are in right standing because of his perfect sacrifice. Walk in the freshness of his forgiveness. Walk in the power of his peace. Does anybody know that there's power in peace? I'll tell you what, get out, of, get out of peace and see how much power it is. You can't even think straight. But when things are smoothed out and you know that you know, and you know that God's in, in control, and you know that he's got your back, he's got the grip on you. 
That's an awakening in your heart that, that is like no other. That brings the peace in your heart, but it also brings the power because we serve the one true God. Let's move to the next one, the awakening. Amen? I love that. And now, really what I did, I just kind of took these three pieces of, of right when Jesus is on the cross. Remember? Three hours of darkness. We come on back. There's an earthquake and a shaking, right? But also, when they said, surely this was the Son of God, I believe there was an awakening. There was an awakening. I pray that there's an awakening in our heart today of who God is. Amen? Let's take a look at this. I said, don't sleep your life away. Now, I'm not talking about that in the natural so much. So many folks I know are just so tired, man. But I pray that knowing what God's done for us will revitalize us in every area of our life. Salvation is bigger than you think. That's pretty big, though, isn't it? Just to know that when you call upon the name of the Lord, you don't have to go to hell. You have a home in heaven. If that's all he did, that would be amazing. But the how much more really blows you away. You know, he wants to heal your heart. He wants to work in your family. He wants to work through you. He gives us that privilege, just like we saw at the Great Commission, to share his word. Man, if you ever get down, share some Jesus with somebody. I don't know what it is. It just turns it around in your life. Because I believe that you're speaking life. And when you speak life, it gets on you a little bit. That's a good thing. Amen? So look at this. He's, he's purchased us a home in heaven and even greater things to come. So you know what we need to do? We need to tell somebody, don't we? Ah, uh, Tim, you're going to have to help me out. There we go. Well, let's go back one. Tell somebody. And that's what I said. I said there's no greater feeling than to tell somebody about Jesus. Anybody got time for a story? I'll keep it quick. But it's a God story. And y'all know in the last few weeks I've been to a hospital a lot with my mom and then we went over to rehab and stuff. And how many know that I know that that's a great place to talk about Jesus? Because if you're in a hospital bed, you're getting it, baby. You can't get out. I'm going to hit you with it. That's it. And I like when the doctors come in too. And, and I just, I just, whatever we can get them, man. Whatever we can tell them about Jesus. Well, I think I was telling y'all about a week ago about a friend of mine that I met at, at mom's up there at the rehab thing. He's an older gentleman named John. Oh, John. Good. Yeah, dude, y'all remember that? Because I said, hey, John, how you doing? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. And I met another guy named Mr. Hill across the hall. So when I come in, John is like the safety patrol of the rehab center. He's in a wheelchair. He's doing that. And he's singing all the time. He's singing. He's doing this. He's doing that. So I'm like, man, man, what's going on? <laughs> how long have you been here, John? I know I said it last week. He said, I've been here a year. I said, have you? I said, you're looking good. I said, how many laps do you do? He said, 13. I went in mom's room. Somebody said, excuse me, sir, how long have you been here? He said, I've been here 13 years. I said, yeah. <laughs> but John was doing good. He, went, he wasn't down. He was sharing a smile, man. And he was singing old hymns and everything else. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? So John's on the lookout. One day I ride the motorcycle up there. I see John sees me. He's going, there he is. I'm on a motorcycle, so I go down and talk to, talk to him and my buddy, Mr. Hill. He said, hey! He said, buddy's here! And he goes, oh, that's nice. He's watching Andy Griffin. Mr. Hill's over there watching Andy Griffin. Like, oh, that's nice. Because I come by and see him every day. He said, he's on a motorcycle! He's on a motorcycle! He said, Pastor, you're just itching to see Jesus, ain't you? <laughs> 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 Mr. Hill said, you're just itching to see Jesus, aren't you? I said, well, you know, that's my awakening. Y'all be praying for me. So I got to talk to him a little bit. And, and you know what's so cool? Let's go to our next point here. There we go, Tim. Tim, I'm off. I'm going to just get it. I'm just pointing to you. 
Sharing, you know, it's really amazing when we get to share his story through our life, isn't it? So I love to ask people. I said, John, what did you do with you? He said, I've done this. I used to, I used to be a janitor, and then I did this, and he said, and then I, I used to play piano, and he was giving me all the lowdown and everything. So I said, Well, Mr. Hill, what, what do you what do you do? He said, uh, I like music. I said, Oh man, that's my boy. That, that's good. And so I had our, our little thing on there, and he was listening to some of the stuff. He was watching Thomas play the drums. He goes, that's good syncopation. That's good. That's really good. Boy, that lady y'all got to really sing. He never said nothing about me, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we were talking some more. And, uh, and he says, you know, I used to play the drums. I said, did you now? He said, yeah. He said, I used to be in a rock and roll band. I said, come on. He said, then I, then I moved on over to that. He said, and then I was in a jazz band. I said, that's awesome. He said, then my wife moved all my stuff out. I said, what? He said, yeah. I said, you don't have any drums anymore? He said, man. He said, Sunday gave him, gave him a drum to the church. I said, what? I said, well, I said, you're married now, aren't you? He goes, yeah. I said, I was thinking, maybe this is second marriage. He goes, no. I said, well, how long were you split up? He said, 14 years. <laughs> I said, what? And he said, this thing. He said, it ain't nothing but the Lord, son. And that's what I want to leave you with today. When he shared that with me, he said, it ain't nothing but the Lord. He's talking about, it wasn't nothing but the Lord that brought him back into that relationship with his wife. He didn't get all upset about somebody. He said, yeah. He said, my cousin's still playing them. He got some family still playing on the ground. He said, that's all right. It doesn't matter. It ain't nothing but the Lord. You know, when I look at what's going on here, I got to give the answer just like John said. You know what he said? Yeah. Sometimes we think, what difference can I make? I'll tell you what. The last two weeks I've been preaching about the guys what they're telling me when I go to visit my mom. Amazing. Well, I went Friday and nobody was singing in the hall. Nobody was looking out the window waiting for me. I said, what? What's up? I said, where's John? He said, John went home. I said, good for John. He's been here 13 years. He said, he's been here 13 years. I said, I don't know how long he's been here. The nurse said, I came in today. She said, nobody was singing. Nobody was rolling around. Nobody was asking about this, asking about that. I said, oh, God. I went down and saw Mr. Hill. I said, kind of quiet, isn't it? He said, John went home. Yeah. I said, so. I said, miss that guy. I said, mama. Who's singing to you? She said, that songbird left. He left. I said, well, I guess I have to sing to you. She said, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. You know? You know, in just five or ten minutes a day, that man really touched my heart. He made an impact on that whole wing of that hospital. When you go home, do you leave that behind? Do you leave a legacy like that behind? Do you, do, do you impact lives like that? Is it an awakening about your spirit that they go, man, I miss that guy. I miss that gal. I hope so. I hope it's the fragrance of God that's left behind and say, man, you know what? The guys at work always say, you're so loud. They tell me that all the time. You're so loud. What they don't realize, I've been playing music for 35 years. I can't hear that good. So that's why I'm so loud. But I'm also real excited about what God's done. I'm excited about somebody knowing about Jesus. I'm excited about when I see somebody's life transformed, right? 
I'm excited about when somebody says, hey man, you know, God's, God's laying this on my heart. Tanya told me earlier in the week, she said, we need to go by and see Mr. Hill. He got him. I said, yeah, 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 okay. She said, let's go and take communion with him. I said, yeah, that'd be great. So me, Tanya, and Tim went up there. I said, hey. He don't even turn around. He goes, hey, best buddy. I said, how you doing? He said, they're all day today. I said, you know, you mind if we pray with you? No, I love that. How about we think about what God's going for us? He said, man, that's good. And we had a chance to just bring a little bit of ushering of the awakening of God in to a place that was probably pretty dark. It's pretty dark sometimes when you're waiting to go home, when you're waiting for a breakthrough, when that shaking is going on so bad in your life you just want it to stop. We can be that awakening. In the darkness, in the shaking, we can be that light. And you know, the more I think about it, it ain't nothing but the Lord, friends. Amen. It ain't nothing but the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that it is nothing but you. So we go back to the scripture and they say, Surely he was the Son of God. You are the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. And I thank you, Lord, for what you've done and what you're doing. And I pray if there's one here today who's never grabbed hold of that awakening of knowing that they need you as their Lord and Savior. I pray you listen real close. I pray you look right here and let's get it right. Jesus paid your fine. Jesus paid the price. That's what we celebrate today, that it is finished. The Bible says all his sin falls short of the glory of God. It doesn't make you any more noble trying to hold on. Well, I know I'll try to work it out myself. You can't. So let go. Let God shake that off and open up your heart and grab hold. Because that grace, grip, love, and peace is your way. How do I do that, buddy? Call on the name of the Lord. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I know and I believe that you're the Son of God. Lord, today forgive me my, my sin. He says, it is finished. It is finished. If that's you today, don't leave there without sharing some, with somebody. Say, you know what? Today is my day. If you're here today, you say, yeah, I know that, buddy. And you know what? I've kicked a few cones out the street myself. I've been a little irritated myself sometimes. That's all right. Come on back to God. Yeah, but you don't know this and you don't know that. God does. And he says, you're still worthy. So no matter where you are, there's no reason, there's no distance that is too long or too far for God to reach you with his love and mercy. Amen. And I pray today each and every one of us just rededicate ourselves to God and say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a fresh start and a new day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> well, we got, we got a, a, another thing we'd like to share. Just uh just to, to share what this means today. We're going to have an opportunity. Hey, Tim, you got me? I got some more. Yeah, yeah I got some more there. Yeah, man, Tim will make us make me come much early. I want to talk to you just a minute about receiving the Lord's Supper, all right? Sometimes we call it uh, communion or the Lord's Supper. And the Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. And, and I, I just want to talk to you about that a little bit. And what we're talking about, this is actually a visible representation symbolizing the death burial uh, of Jesus Christ and resurrection, amen. And it reminds us of the great sacrifice that God's laid down his life for us. 
and the truth of the great promises of his return. And, and it's a reminder of our salvation is the complete work of Christ who forgave all our sin. It's a celebration of what he's done. And so uh, with that being said, I'm going to ask our ushers to come up. Uh, here we go, Miles and, and Matt and everything. I want to talk to you all about this just a little bit. And, and this is what we do here when we do communion. I want you guys to know that this is, a, this is what open communion means. It means if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, partake of it. If you haven't, wait till you do. And I hope today is the day that you do. Because you know what we're thinking about, I'm going to read some scripture here. This is, this is where we celebrate and we, and we just reflect on what God has done. Amen? So what I want to do is read a little bit of scripture, and then I want to have them pass that out. But I just want you to take a minute. This is out of uh, 1 Corinthians 11. Here we go. He says, on the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Now, I'm going to read that again, but I just wanted to set that out there. You know, when we, we take the time uh, to recognize what God's done, this is a great way for us to just kind of just leave it all behind. You know what I mean? Get a fresh start. And so today, what we're going to do is, is we're going to go ahead. I'm going to give you the, the business end of this first. These guys are really cool. We've got the bread and the juice in here. This is the tip of the day, okay? Push this down, click, and then you can pull it off. And it's really easy like that because I know what happens. Everybody's feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't get it out. It's That's why I want to just get all the, the, the uneasiness out of there so we can concentrate on what God's done for us. And so, you know what? I'm going to pray and then I'm going to ask them to uh, pass this out. And I'd ask you to just go ahead and crack that open, but just hold it for just a minute and we'll take communion. And this is where we just we, we think about, you know what, this was his body that was broken for us. And that his blood that was poured out for us, the new covenant. Father God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you uh, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, just like we learned about and talked about today. That through the darkness, you're the light. Through the shaking, you have the grip. And through the awakening, Lord, keep our eyes on you. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Breathe. 
take the, the bread. It says, on the night he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. We'll take it in the covenant. Amen. You know, that's a huge opportunity that we get to do and partake in that and as we reflect on that I pray that you know whatever it is that you know that you might have brought in here today that was a little heavy on heart I pray you leave it behind whatever's going on in your family man let it lay down at the cross God has got a much better and grander plan than any of us could ever have and I pray that forgiveness reigns in your life, in your friends, in your family. And that the peace of God that passes all understanding just overtakes us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.